Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanante, and welcome back to the Hospital Finance Podcast. President Trump has nominated a new Health and Human Services Secretary, and to help us understand more about Alex Azar and where the nomination process goes from here, I am joined once again by Mike Marola, a founding partner of Winning Strategies Washington, a leading government relations firm based in Washington, D.C. that specializes in hospital issues. Mike, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Mike. Always a pleasure to spend time with you and your audience. And it's a pleasure to have you, as always. Um, So let's jump right in. What are people saying about President uh, Donald Trump's choice of Alex Azar as Secretary of Health and Human Services? What's what's the scuttlebutt? Sure. Uh, Well, no surprise. uh, Most Republicans think uh, he's a great choice and have already endorsed him because he's got both uh, robust private sector experience and uh, significant tenure working as the number two guy at HHS during the George W. Bush administration. So in that regard, he doesn't have a steep learning curve. And I think from their perspective, he can hit the ground running. Uh, Also, he's more of an under-the-radar guy uh, as opposed to the way Secretary Price operated. So they're hopeful that there won't be any more private plane or other scandals um, while he's there. Um, But it's not unanimous. One Republican who uh, doesn't seem to be convinced yet is Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky. You may have seen uh, the Senate Help Committee had a nomination hearing uh, they don't vote on his nomination. Only Senate Finance gets to vote on him, but they certainly got to question him. And uh, Senator Rand spent a lot of time taking shots at Azar over high drug prices uh, and the issue of reimportation. Uh, Democrats, on the other hand, think he's a t- complete chill for the pharmaceutical industry. Um, you know, and at a, at a time when there's tremendous pressure to do something on the cost of prescription drugs, and they're concerned about his views on the Affordable Care Act. So. Um, definitely fair to say they're not looking for anything to like um, about Azar. And just as a specific example, before he went before the help committee, Senator Bernie Sanders put out a statement that said, I'm just going to paraphrase it, um, this just goes to show that President Trump was never serious about his promise to stop the pharma industry from, quote, getting away with murder. Um, and what I've heard a number of Democrats, both members and staff, say in private is that they're concerned that because Acosta spent a lot of time at HHS in a senior position already that he knows how to pull all the right levers with the bureaucracy there and to get things done. And so he'll be much more effective than Price. And they don't mean that in a positive way. Right. Great insights, Mike. Um, What do you know about his view of the ACA and how he might go about implementing that law going forward? Sure. Uh, Well, he's certainly been critical of Obamacare in the past. Uh, During the HELP hearing, he sort of skirted the question, saying that he'd uphold the law of the land, but that he disagreed with many of the ACA's policies. Um, Specifically, he said, quote, we share the same goals, and meaning people getting covered by, you know, with affordable health insurance, but we disagree on the approaches and the tactics to get there. Um, He also came out clearly against the individual mandate and said that, that if pieces of the law, like the Navigator program, aren't working, you know, why should we keep funding them? Um, uh, so there, there was an interesting exchange between him and uh, Senator Patty Murray 
from Washington, uh, who's the top Democrat on the committee. At one point, Azar asserted that he wanted the program to work for people, um, but he, you know, he just he wouldn't be pinned down on anything. And Murray was clearly unsatisfied by the response and said to him, "You're just you're confusing me." Um, and Senator Warren from Massachusetts went even further, saying that you know your predecessor came to us, lied through his teeth. And now you're doing the same thing. So, um, you know, the the rhetoric is really hot around um, this nominee. But I think in terms of how he will approach the ACA, we're going to just have to wait and see until he gets installed. Okay. So let's um, we talked about the sort of the the political side and how members of Congress may view him. Let's talk about um, the uh, industry and trade groups. Um, so trade groups like the AHA have have already praised. Uh, him as the pick. What do their comments have in common? Uh, I think the thing they have most in common is their brevity and their sort of white bread nature. They all more or less said he's qualified and we look forward to working with them, which isn't a surprise, right? Because generally speaking, trade groups have every incentive to find things that they like in the HHS nominee because he or she holds a lot of sway over their issues. And I don't think they're being disingenuous but I think a candidate would have to be really bad for groups like AHA or AEH or others to sort of come out swinging against them. Right. Um, and, and as you touched on before, there's there's already been a lot of discussion around his drug industry experience. Um, and, and obviously there's some concerns. Perhaps there's some, some benefits to that as well. And I think he's tried to tout that um, in, in his comments so far. What, what, what can you talk about or what can you tell us about that? Sure. Uh, you know, I think in terms of concerns, folks are most worried that pharma is going to have a very powerful ally at the top of the U.S. healthcare regulatory apparatus, you know, during this really important time on drug pricing, patent protections, and the opioid epidemic, too, which is still getting a lot of attention um, in D.C. And, you know, these are among the most contentious issues that our government is grappling with right now. You know, President Trump has repeatedly, if only intermittently, vowed to bring down drug prices, and members of Congress have a number of bills in the hopper that, you know, are either favorable or or not so favorable to pharma. So we'll have to see how Azar will impact um, each of those. You know, a lot of others, though, as you sort of referenced, have dismissed these worries, saying that in order to solve the problems within the farm industry. You've got to understand the way that the distribution system works and the way that, you know, the companies function overall and that Mr. Azar understands this as well as anybody in the country. You know, what I've read about him um, is that he's also someone who listens to all sides of an argument. And because he has such outstanding relationships with a lot of his former execs in the pharma industry, maybe there's some space for a sort of Nixon to China moment here where he's able to corral them and bring them into a real discussion about actual solutions. And, um, you know, as you also touched on, he's a little bit different than his predecessor, who was a physician. He's an attorney um, and also a private sector executive, uh, in addition to his HHS experience. So he, he seems pretty well-rounded, uh, but certainly quite different than his predecessor. How, how do you think that's being perceived? You know, I think, I think generally, positively, uh, in many ways, he does have a better resume than Tom Price did for this job because Price came from a political background and he saw so many issues through a partisan lens. Um, Azar is definitely going to have to earn the trust of Democrats, though. Um, 
I think many of whom agree, and I'll just throw out another quote from Senator Warren from Massachusetts during the HELP hearing. She said his experience is a, quote, how-to guide for getting rich from government service. Um, and then, you know, there's this whole other constituency, too, right, in terms of the bureaucracy, the, the professionals at HHS who are going to have to work under him. And I, I think it's probably fair to say that most of them are relatively pleased with the nomination. They may not agree with his politics, but it's someone um, who will be able to fight for the agency with the White House, hopefully get their resources that they need um, as well. And Azar's first hearing was on November 29th. Next up is his hearing before the Senate Finance Committee, which as of this recording is, is not scheduled. What can he expect there? Sure. And just in terms of timing, you know, everything I've heard, I talked to committee staff late yesterday and they think it'll happen next week. There's just a lot that they're dealing with right now with tax reform. So we'll have to see if that holds. But listen, I think in many ways it's going to be a replay of the HELP Committee hearing with, you know, the Democrats lining up to ask tough questions and get them on the record on issues that they care about, you know, beyond the ACA, things like reproductive health, you know, drug pricing we've talked about. And, you know, they're certainly not going to be friendly. Well, you know, Republicans are going to ask, I imagine, mostly softball questions um, that are just designed to allow him to sort of tout various parts of his resume and highlight his qualifications. So, you know, I think, you know, with 15 minutes, you and I could probably write the script for this hearing in many ways. But, um, you know, there, I don't think there'll be any surprises. Well, Mike, as always, thanks for stopping by the show and uh, providing some perspective on this, uh, this key nomination uh, for all of us who work in the healthcare industry. Uh, you're very welcome, and happy holidays to you and your audience, and I uh, look forward to talking to you soon. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.